Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast. We take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Mo Dingo, and with me is Axel Bros. What's up, man? Dude, I love... Fat Axel or Skinny Axel? Here, I'm going to tell you straight up. The very first cassette tape I ever bought... Really? Appetite for Destruction? ...was Guns N' Roses. I bought off my neighbor, Doug Gould. I was young and got it for $5. <laughs> straight up cassette tape. Cool story. <laughs> and we have Jenna, too. I freaking hate her. What was your, you, was that your first cassette tape or you just first remember? ever. Really? What about, do you, did you have cassette tape? Yes, you, I did. Okay. I even recorded one. I just listened to it maybe six months ago. Can we go ahead and get that, please? What was it? Debbie Gibson? No, I was singing something. I don't remember. What? Some, I was singing some nursery. Oh, wait rhyme. a minute. No, we need to get, over. we also need to get the videos of her in dance class. Uh, I'm not, re- I'm, look, I actually watched we're done talking about this until her, Secret episode in the vault that was voted on gets released. Mo, Mo has it. I need to this dig is it Mo's out. Fault. I need to find that hard drive. Mo, you need to get this crap. No, it, this week it's got to okay, be. I will. Nope. I will. Before put you go, put it uh, in your thing because you're gonna forget. I'll put a sticky nope. note. Mo, piss, you don't sticky need to note. Do that. No, we vote. It was voted. It was on voted. By, yeah. Just sh- 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 shut your mouth. Shut. Sh- sh- shut. Sh- sh- coming off stupid. You're coming off stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> shut up. If you don't know what that's from, you need to go. That shows you how sad of an individual you are because Jenna knows a movie than you don't. Oh, Ooh. I've watched it like 40 times. I want you guys you know to know what it is. Have you seen? Do you know what movie it is? It's Step Brothers, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I knew you would know. Um, what was she was? She had some homework. What else was she supposed to do? Watch. I mean, there's a myriad of movies she was supposed to watch. But I don't know, guys. I do have a life. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, there was a bunch. There was some movies you're supposed to watch. Well, you Silence of the Lambs, is that one of them? I've already seen I that. I've seen you watching the, the Office on. again on your Instagram, so you've seen that 32 times. Yeah, it makes me happy. Sorry. It makes me laugh. I wish you'd watch it while you're here at the gym. Well, if you're around, then I won't be happy. <laughs> Dang. But you know who makes us happy? Our Patreon. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like uh, Richard yes. Simmons. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All Tell right. you what, he, he's the one that started. I think he was the, the reason why we have a group fitness model like we talked about in our last Absolutely. episode. I totally agree. Yeah, with the motivation. Yeah, with, with those all those hype tracks he used to drop. Yep. Yeah, less the glitter. Hey. Yeah, she, yeah that, that's really going to help <laughs> make our listeners yeah get hyped up for this We're Patreon ready. list. Okay, our first one. Lavana Holofield. Does that make you happy? <laughs> what is that off of? I don't know. She just told me that's she, what she wanted. She, so we went from Lizzo to Cookity Cuckoo. That sounds like something Lizzo would do with her damn instruments. I love Lizzo. What we got? Um, Steve Liptak. Pink Panther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Did you ever watch that uh, cartoon? Yeah, yeah totally. It, yeah, with Inspector Clouseau, <laughs> and even the movies though with Peter Sellers, those are pretty funny. Him and Cato, they would always fight in the whenever uh, Inspector Clouseau would walk into the house. Cato, his his uh, his butler, who was a karate expert, but yeah. not really a karate expert, they would beat the shit out of each other. They're in the Bruce house. Lee. Yeah, yeah, the Green Hornet. <laughs> Adam Bowen. Silence. Crickets. No, chiching, because he's a oh, yeah. chiching. David Luke Grop. <sighs> no, Wait, explosion. no explosion. No, no. Wait. We're talking forty kilotons. 
That was like four kilotons. All right. Meg Mayhem. <laughs> Keep it going. You ruin it. Every time you cut it off, go again. Uh, really? Yes. People do not want to hear that. Someone obviously does. Okay. <laughs> Me love you long time. She would pick that. All right. Oh, Ryan, Megasaurus Rex. Ryan Burgai. <laughs> better. Yeah, it's a little bit better. Jerry Richardi. Pew, 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 pew. He's shooting lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> um, Jamie Metcalf. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> um, Tim Carlton. Wow. You need more for Tim. Let's go. Yeah, but Amp that up. Let's he go. doesn't tell me no, what he wants. Like, no, like that. But mean it. Wow. There you go. Yeah, oh, gosh. That, yeah. You know, we game face. Game face. You know, if we take it back when she first started this, she had so much more passion. She's now fading uh, in the darkness. Uh, <laughs> okay. Come Gareth to- Crowther. <laughs> you guys are getting really good at this, to okay. be honest. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. <laughs> what there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have we have our official didgeridoo for the one more on podcast. Mo- oh, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. One more time, Brad. Yeah, I, I think I, I truly believe Gareth and Brian will, will truly appreciate that. Oh my god! All right, so Jenna, you've been I'm fired. Yeah, I, I've That's been fired. Totally cool. Yeah, our our didgeridoo We've, duet has been mixed. He ain't got time to listen to our podcast, but he could do the didgeridoo. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, Brody Mays. Is this Mario Brothers? Is it Tomb Raider? Yes, that's a little bit better. Okay. So research. Michelle And last but not least, Rick Terry. Wow. All right, that's it, guys. That's all she wrote. The Patreons. Thank you Thank- for being our Patreon members and for paying for the cheapest entertainment you'll ever pay for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think that's a goes, fair assessment. Two dollars goes, goes a long way. way. Yeah. Let us know if you like our shout out or might- if you hit uh, skip fifteen seconds twice. <laughs> uh, she she does more than those people do at Mongolian Grill for a tip. <laughs> you give them a dollar, or at Cold Stone, you give them a dollar. They sing. Yeah, really? This is much better. Yep. Oh, I guess I've never tipped anybody at Cold Stone, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do they do at Mongolian Grill? They do a little chant. Yeah, but they just go around all your food and scream stuff. Yeah. They sing at Cold Stone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least Jenna's is personalized. Yeah, yeah true. Very true. And she don't remember them, but they're personalized. <laughs> That's because I care. So Patreon's good. We're trying to get Jenna a headset because she won't stop bitching about it. Yeah, and she won't stand up until she gets one. Um, guys, I literally have never bitched about either of those things. <laughs> on, on on tape. tape. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, it's funny. It's like 
She's this person on yeah. tape. But as then, soon as the mic goes off, yep. straight up diva. Yep. We, ha- we have we have <laughs> six inch heels. <laughs> that is one of my that's my walkout I know that, song. That's, that is your walkout oh, yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. So six inch heels. Reviews. Yes, get those reviews up. We we got to break the triple digits. Well, here's what you got to do. One time you 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 threw out the threats. Oh yeah. Lay down the gauntlet. We, if we don't get a hundred uh, reviews, we're just gonna we're just gonna stop publishing. That's it. Cut off. Yeah. Cut off. That's X-made. it. You gotta agree. Excommunicado. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't do that because it really isn't. What is that from? I forget. John Wick. John Wick. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Come on. Just, I, no, I jump know. Jump off a bridge. I just couldn't remember. Have you seen John Wick? All of them. Okay. I like Have you seen John Wick four yet? I think. Um. Yeah, I did. Liar, because <laughs> it hasn't even come out. <laughs> <laughs> What's the newest so, one that just came out? Such though? a dumbass. S three. Oh, okay. Well, I just watched that one. <laughs> I did watch that one, but I really didn't think it was that good. I watched it through okay, Apple now, iTunes. Okay, now she's really treading on thin, thin ice. I didn't. Why is that? Because she said John Wick 3 wasn't good. I Not as good as the other ones. I, I will, like the second one. I'll have to agree. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the first one is was is still th- awesome. That's, that's, the, that's the benchmark. Mm-hmm. You know? I hope the fourth one is a little bit better. I, three was okay. I, was, I thought it could be better. I don't know if it's straight up uh, clickbait or urban legend, but from what I understand, the next Matrix movie and the next John Wick are going to come out on the same day. You know yes, what, I did, though? Yeah. You could kill as many people as you want, but when you start messing with dogs, that is what gets me. Yeah. Well, and your car, too. I mean, yeah, whatever, but the dog. <laughs> yeah. That really got me. Yeah. With, I, with the pencil. Yeah, I'm a dog person, too, so, yeah. You mess with dogs? Yeah. Like, Mel had the um, Animal Kingdom on, on... Uh, Disney, mm-hmm. the new Disney Channel thing, and it was like Disney Plus. Yeah, the Disney Plus, and there was like the safari stuff with Bear Growls, mm-hmm. and there was like coyotes like eating other animals. And I was like, "Can you turn this off, babe? This is making me sad." I know it is sad. <laughs> like, I, I like I don't know. I know I'm just getting just old life. and more sensitive. It's life. I, yeah, I understand it's a circle of life, but just like it is still sad. Yeah, it made me sad. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. But today's topic. Yep. This was you, bro. No, it was really just on me. <laughs> per usual. Jen is modest as always. Just kidding. Okay, where'd you come up it with it? It was him. How'd you come up with it? Then? I just said just kidding. Oh. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Actually, we were trying to find a second topic, couldn't figure one out. and but This is one that's kind of been revolving a little bit. I've heard you mention it a couple times. I said something about this on our nutrition Instagram that I run. <laughs> and... <laughs> The nutrition gram. Mm, right. Uh, but um, I don't know. I, if I if I go against the grain, um, I'm not afraid to kind of speak out that I do, obviously. But I yeah. always have usually data to back it up. And so it kind of led to this and um, something that's kind of annoying to me. And actually one of the reasons why I started doing nutrition um, on a regular basis. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? What do you mean? No, I, I didn't know that this was part of the reason why you decided to go down that path. I get, it's just like coaching, dude. It's, uh, I get sick and tired of these, uh, these people who call themselves coaches when they're babysitters. And, you know, I used to always type in my notes at night, just my frustrations of seeing the stupid stuff all over social media. And like, I just, it's mind blowing to me. People pay for this stuff. And, uh, in my opinion, their positioning, their, their movement patterns, uh, their progression, Everybody's progression, not just your top athletes. Everybody's progression is so important to me, and I think it's really a disservice uh, to everybody 
when I see them not getting it, and it, it really upsets me. So with this nutrition thing, I get sick and tired of a couple things. One, people overcharging for this service. People are charging $180 a month for nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Now, now, when you say nutrition, can you kind of personalized give us a black and white thing? Okay. And even that $180 a month, you may only get a check-in every... You may say if it's the... When people were coming to you and they were paying this nearly $200 for nutrition, what were they getting? Or what were they promised? Uh, they were getting usually a, a consultation, which is usually additional. Um, and the initial consultation? Yeah. Okay. You're getting uh, your numbers set for you per day. When you say numbers, you mean? Uh, your macros, okay. protein, carbs, fats. Okay. Um, Versus just calories. Yes. Okay. They all equal calories. Um, but some people just, when they're trying to understand the essence of a diet, they usually just learn about calories first. Yeah. Yeah. They would do goal setting, um, but it's one of those things that they kind of, my experience, because um, I actually worked with a coach because I wanted to see what, I wanted to see what it was all about. And so I'd never been coached in nutrition. I mm -hmm. wanted to see what it was all about. And those goals just tend to disappear uh, over time. They're forgotten by the coach. And that should, they should be, more forgotten by the athlete or than the, the person than the person who you're paying yes. money to mentor you through this. You just become an, and then you just become a number. Now, uh, missing appointments, always rescheduling. Um, the coach? All, yes, it's just because now they've double booked. Constant. It, I can see occasionally it happening on accident. Sometimes I've done that on accident. And Sometimes I'll, life happens. Yeah. It's, well, I don't cancel it unless there's an absolute. I've I canceled it in the last two years, maybe. Less than five times. Mm -hmm. And because um, there's a customer relationship. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. They're important. But anyways, well, shit, they're paying you money. They should be important. I mean, you can't just because you pay me money. Don't mean you're important. <laughs> true. True. But um, so becoming a number and then this now this gross trend of giving people all these carbohydrates just because they do um, their volume's high in CrossFit or working out. Their training volume. Their training volume, yeah. So just because their volume's high, they, they're feeding them all these carbohydrates. And I just thought it was, I thought it was stupid because I didn't think it was needed. And I'm no dietitian. I'm not this professional nutrition coach. But um, I have a lot of data, and I'll take my data and throw it against yours any day of the week because everything I have got tracked the last two years, um, probably almost 500, almost 450 to 500 meetings I've had with one-on-one -on -one meetings with people the mm -hmm. last couple of years. And I'll take that data and I'll smoke any data that you have. When you're saying high volume, you're meaning, can you kind of give a, like a black, a, a generic you're, you're, example you're of that? You're a competitive athlete. Okay. So you're, you're not just doing three times a week GPP mm -hmm. stuff. You're, you're going hard. Six times a week. Pretty routinely. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So I got fed up with that and like, this is ridiculous. First off, I know as owning a CrossFit gym, the first thing that goes when finances get hard is CrossFit. It's just the reality of it, okay? If I have to choose between my family or CrossFit, CrossFit's going to go. Mm -hmm. At least you're really effed up. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. But in, a, in, a, in a normal mind, in, in a normal state, yeah, when people have, when, when push comes to shove, even though they love it, it's something that they have Keeping to Keeping the give lights up. on or, or CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, little little yeah. Johnny gets braces or I don't learn how to do Absolutely. muscle ups. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so when people were paying this enormous fee, I'm, I'm thinking, good God, like, okay, so now I'm now, people who truly need nutrition can't get it. You know mm -hmm. why? Because they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. 
And there's, I don't know how, and so what blew my mind was I had, out of 25 people, I bet you I had six to eight of them that had to have this, like, <clears throat> physically, had to have it. Like, they were going down the wrong path. Oh, this is like you looking at them and, yes. like, saying, of all people, And if you it was $180 this. a month, they weren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee, there's no way that, I, I know for a fact, there's several of them that would not be able to afford that. That's, that's a fair amount of money. I couldn't afford that. Yeah. I wouldn't. Ju- I couldn't justify that, right? So it's hundred hundred eighty dollars a month. It's like this is bullshit. Like I'm just. It's just triggering me, right? It really is. And I'm getting pissed to think about it. And I'm not even doing it. The, vein, the veins coming out in his forehead. It's just right the now. point, man. Like no, you're, right? you're, you're overcharging. You're gouging people for something that people need, and to price it in a position to where they. It's, it's like. With medicine, Pres- I was I was gonna gonna say, prescription medicine. Yeah. yeah, you weren't thinking. That. Yes, I was. I was, I was literally thinking just prescription e- pills. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Prescription pills. I was thinking the same thing. Was you got to pay? You got to pay twelve hundred dollars a month just to live for your insulin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't take your insulin, you're going to die. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, and that's how I look at it. Is how the hell can I be? How can I be a normal person knowing that this person? needs this and they can't afford it. Okay, I guess it's a business, but dude, I'd rather this person go on a, a healthier path and have a healthier life lifestyle. And not have than, to be on insulin. Then me make you know, another another you know, ten a month. hundred bucks a month yeah. or whatever it is. Right? So that's what kind of got me triggered on this one. Mo has to actually turn his phone back on because I talk so damn long. You got me pissed off though. So uh it's gonna be a good one. But going but the 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 subject we're talking about is high carbs. Do you really need them? Um, but no, thank you for sharing because I, I guess I never really knew why you went down that nutrition path. I just always knew. I think you've done it ever since I've known you. I have. It really started out as I offered a, a path to nutrition, meaning we work, I worked with someone for 30 days, got them on the right path, and just kind of let them go off. Uh-huh. Someone brought it up to me, hey, I think it'd be really cool if you would do this prolonged because I need that accountability. Mm-hmm. I started doing it a little bit, and then I got to the macro side of it because I did zone. Jenna was the first, I think, in here to even look at macros. Um, and then I started dabbling into that. And cl- she was saying that there was a difference. And so I seen that the calorically it was a lot different than zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a, a lot, a lot. It was like I remember because we were trying to figure out my numbers and stuff together. And I was like. In comparison to what macros has you doing versus I, zone. Yeah, it was like no food. It was well with it, the zone or yeah for the zone. Can was, you explain the zone? Because all I all I remember from zone from L one is blocks. It's mm-hmm. protein, carbs, fat. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the problem they had was the fat wasn't near as high. Mm-hmm. So that's all. That's where all your calories are at, mm-hmm. right? Fuel. Pro, pro, yeah, yeah, protein was pretty much. It was pretty much a wash in my opinion. Maybe it was a little under. The thing I remember from zone is like if you had a food that had like let's say fat and protein. You, you only it. counted the one that was higher or something it, like that? No, 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 it was cut. Like it was cut, it, okay. Yeah. I remember there was some equation about it. I never did zone, so it took I just had so to know. long to figure out. I just had to know it for the test. I remember sitting on the gym floor and I was like, but I don't get it. Like, how many blocks am I supposed to eat for this? I'm, I like seriously remember Yeah, that. but you also had zero, you had zero experience in nutrition compared to now you have you have a, a better good, understanding, a lot better. Like if you had, she had the same background now and she looked at zone, she'd be like, oh, she'd man. crush it. Yeah. It'd be this. If she looked at how to do it, it'd be, yeah, I, I get this. Mm-hmm. I just, 
one block is one cup of veggies, no problem, mm. or whatever. So you said you've seen a trend, I guess for lack of a better term, of people leaning towards um, athletes that operate at a higher um, output capacity volume uh, being given more carbs to accommodate for the fact that they're working more. They're given carbs because, we'll just use Jenna, competitive athlete, she comes to me, wants nutrition. Mm -hmm. Comes to me and um, since she's a competitive athlete, I'm throwing 300 carbs at her. She, you need oh, them. just be arbitrarily? You need 300. Like, just for no good reason other than you're a competitive yeah, athlete. because you work out all the time. Without having any analytics or anything. Right. Interesting. So, and I, here's the trend. I call it the Rich Froning effect. When Rich Froning was For those doing, of you that don't know Richard Froning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, Richard? So, um, he's pretty good. He's kind of good at fitness. So, when he, when he first came on the scene and he was just crushing it. Everybody wanted to see what Rich Froning was doing for his training. Mm -hmm. So he would show, he would, so I remember the first time the camera crew followed him around Yeah, and you're like, holy crap. And then everybody's like, I'm going to do that. Yep. Oh, have Rich fun Froning. with that shit. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. You can do all that. But what they were finding out is what, um, Jenna was talking about earlier with comp train. They're doing comp train. They're not going to games. And they're like, what the heck? Getting, Amanda Barnhart does comp train and I can go. Why am I not, going, am to I not going to games? Yeah. I'm doing all this volume that Rich Froning is doing, but I'm not, I'm not even making regionals. Mm -hmm. And he's winning games. Mm -hmm. It's what works for him. Okay. Carbohydrates to me, and I see a lot, like I was saying, just because you're a competitive athlete. So Chris, for example, he's working with a nutrition coach um, prior to me. And he was eating like, 700 carbs-ish a day. That's a shit ton of carbs. And he didn't want to lose weight. He's, Chris, he's, I'd say, quote, average size, like, physically. But he probably, he probably what, about a buck 70? No, he's one, right now, he was, he was just 250. He's that heavy? Yeah. Really? He's he doesn't. Six, he's like 6'3", though. He's really tall. He doesn't look that, but he, he doesn't look that heavy. He's just taller, if not taller than you. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, it's just dense. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to team Thickums. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, in his mindset, that's what he needed. That, because, because that's what he was told. He was told. Yeah, absolutely. And he's performing at a higher level. Well, guess what sucks for Chris? Gymnastics. Uh -huh. Why do they suck? Because he's too freaking heavy for his. Yeah. He, he was he was two two oh eight two ten. And being tall, he's already his cycle rate's going to be a lot slower. He's just because of his, his biophysics, yeah. Okay, now he's two ten. You got a guy who's five nine, one hundred and eighty pounds. He's going to crush him yeah. on any gymnastic aspect. So, what you have to find out is that you got to get the weight down. But he is performing at a very high level of seven hundred carbohydrates. He has very low body fat, so therefore he thinks, well, yeah, this is what this I this must be working. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what I'm talking about. He, he's throwing all these carbohydrates and he's performing at a high level, but there's also a side effect to that. And that's carrying extra weight. So, and then, so then the next piece, you're talking about the people over quote, overeating carbs, um, and performing at a high level, but they're fluffy. Right. So when you mean fluffy, just carrying body it. composition. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't, mo most people. We could care less what they look like as long as they perform really well. True. With that said, 
when they start not being able to do certain things because they're carrying a little bit extra weight, then they're like, what the heck? Well, their, their Metcons are great. Well, yeah, you should have energy. You're overeating an energy you, you source. You got a ton of fuel, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, it's like you're overeating your energy source. And yes, it's clean energy. But if you don't, if you don't chew through that, at that you're, level, you're, yeah. you're slowly storing it. So you're just storing your this body fat at lower increments over a broader time. Mm. And Jenna can speak to this. You know, when you're a, when you're 165 pounds to 160 pounds. Wait, what you what you what are you at now? I forget. What's your fighting weight? No, seriously, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Okay. Dude, you just got completely open up emotional like two episodes ago. Like, yeah. uh, I weigh 160 now, which is the heaviest that I've been since starting CrossFit. <laughs> okay, so that's my, I forgot if she was 165, 160. But at 155, 154, what do you feel better with? I mean, I feel better, lighter. I feel like Doing I look what? better. I feel better gymnastics, gymnastics. muscle ups. So. so we're talking. Five, that's just a physics equation. But five to yeah. six pounds. People don't understand that. That's huge for a female. For a dude, might not be so much, but a dude loses 10 pounds, and that's like, that's a game that's changer. Phenomenal. Absolutely. So we could have Jenna at 160 pounds, and we could have her on high carbohydrates, and she could be performing really well. And have a ton of fuel. Have a ton of fuel, crushing Metcons, but when it comes, but, but yeah. when it comes to. Uh, linking these high skill gymnastic movements, she's a little that's, bit slower. That's more mass that has to be cycled. I, yeah, I mean, just if I was to put a, you know, for me, it would be equation would be if I put a ten pound vest on and perform workouts throughout the entire a month and track those and then track it without it, I'm going to be faster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the way it is. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to be. It's just ten pounds is quite a bit. Five pounds is a bunch for a female. So to become fluffy. Well, they're under, they're highly, they're performing really well, but at the same time, they could be doing better, but they're, they're scared to take that leap. Um, so like, you don't know it until you try it. Um, so that's maybe one way you can approach this because some people might not understand what a lot of, what a large amount of carbs is or what it might do to them or for them. Um, but also if you've, I guess, been coached from a nutrition standpoint that you quote need to eat all these carbs, you might not even know the difference of what you would perform at if you took in less. Oftentimes here's what I see people in nutrition instantly. I'm talking, I would say 90 to 95% of the people they hit a midday crash. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost across the board. Uh, it could be from anywhere from like 12 to two, they get really, really tired and you start digging into their food, their timing, the, what they're eating, the, mm-hmm. the types of, uh, and the quality foods, literally by day two of them being on whatever you give them, that midday crash is gone. It really is. Because they're appropriately fueled throughout the with, course of the day. With, and with proper food sources that has sustainable energies. And then one of the things I know you like to focus on is their training time in Absolutely. relationship to meals. Everything, everything is about performing. Mm-hmm. So we peak everything. Our eating is really kind of based around uh, what time we wake up to what time we train and everything we do before that. And then mm-hmm. after that, we have a set protocol. And then um, and then we, we test it. And then this is what I'm saying. Like, you get these carbohydrates, but you don't know. If I gave Jenna 300 carbs, okay, and she is performing really well, has all this energy, right? Mm-hmm. But how does she know that she can't perform just as well, have 
a few less pounds, not be as fluffy mm-hmm. at 200. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know? Well, people don't want to take the chance. They don't want to run the risk of perform, <laughs> underperforming because they're doing well. They like how they are performing, and they don't understand that, well, if I take less carbs, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, literally, I'm going to no, die in these saying. workouts. But here, I don't care. If I do that to Jenna, I, you're not going to take someone from 300 to 200. It's definitely something you, you do. It's, it's, a, it's a stepping stone. It is. Yeah. Sometimes it would be 10 at a time or two-week period, so you're losing 20 in a month. Sometimes it could be 20 each time, you're losing 40 over a month. If I'm trying to back someone down, okay, and get them on lower carbohydrates and, and deal with more fats, and no, I'm not talking keto fats, but... I can't just eat butter? <laughs> you can. <laughs> but the thing is, we don't know until we test it. And guess what? If Jenna works out and she, after four days, she is hitting a wall mid-wad, okay, every, uh, everything, her sleep, her water... Everything else is good, okay? And we've literally said, hey, your, your carbs are, we're, we're just too low on your carbs. Guess what we can do, Mo? Guess what we can do? Now you have some, some data points. But guess what we can do? Yeah, it's trial and error. We yeah. give her more carbohydrates. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, let's go up. Oh, that didn't work. Let's yeah. just go back to what was working. Just, yeah. yeah, seeing how your body reacts. Let's go up 20, okay? Mm-hmm. I've had as small of an increase as 10 carbohydrates to someone someone's nutrition, give them one small extra snack, 10 carbs through an entire day. Took them to another another level. 10 carbs, five fat, they're at another level. And it's calorically so low, but it's just, it's fine-tuning to that. I've gotten it, certain people I can fine-tune to that point. But the thing is, you have to have two things. One, you have to trust your coach. Two, you have to believe that, hey, if this doesn't work, he's going to give me more food. And the worst case scenario is I have four bad workouts an entire year but the, but the the benefit is I'm going to eat the least amount of food to get the the, the gain, highest performance, yeah. which is going to equate to the lowest body fat mm-hmm. that I can actually operate on. It's and, running on that blade, yeah. Yeah, and but we need to see does Jen operate better at 10% body fat or 14% body fat, right? The, which it's all one? relative it's to all, that particular her, athlete. Yeah, yeah, because some people you may be able to get down to 10, and maybe they may be able to sustain that 10%. Jenna may not be able to sustain 10%. It may be a struggle, and she may only do that when she needs to peak. Mm-hmm. And then we know we can get her down there to help her gymnastics out just a little bit more, but we only have to do it for a few weeks instead of doing it for the whole year. It's kind of a side note here, but <coughs> did you, were you, when you were fighting, how were you adjusting your weight? Were you? I was just trying to eat anything. Okay. I, I was light. Okay, so you had to go up. Well, there was no weight classes. So. Oh, okay. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> Bare knuckles? No, it was just literally, we weren't yeah. too far two, behind two, that. Two adults over 18. <laughs> Get yeah, in the ring, I, I was go just at 18, it. yeah. yeah. That was, Did you say you had to lie to your mom to sign the paperwork? Yeah. <laughs> I was 17, and then that was my first one, but then I was 18. Was like, yeah. um, so going back to your piece about the, um, the experimental piece um, and trusting your coach, that's provided, it, and I'm just speaking in general terms here, I'm not, calling anybody out but that's provided your coach knows what they're doing um because we all know in any given profession just because you have a license or letters behind your name doesn't necessarily mean you're a proficient at what it is you're doing there's bad doctors there's bad teachers there's bad crossfit coaches there's bad insert whatever title so but they're certified but they're certified yeah yeah the person that graduates last in med school is still called doctor yep and not not shitting on doctors but it's true you know last person that graduated last in my 
in my L1 class is still, still, doctor, is still, still a trainer. Doctor, still a trainer, yep. Um, so I think, and, you know, people can make an argument, but I, I kind of feel like most competitive athletes, um, when they have a coach that has helped them actualize gains, that you have some, a, a, I guess, a rule-following relationship. If coach says, I need to eat X, Y, and Z, I'm going to eat X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to, to deviate from that. If you trust them. If you, if you trust them. Yep. If you don't, then you're going to push back. But I think not if you're at that level, though, and you don't have a trusting relationship, you're probably not with that coach you, for very long. You'd be long. surprised, dude. You, there's the difference between pushing back and asking questions. And there is, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a fine, it's a fine. That's the you relationship. Know yeah. Yes, there's a, you know how that is. Yeah, it, for sure. It's, it's when you have a subordinate. There, there's, there's, question, there's asking questions. And there's questioning. Those yes. Two different things. To- totally different. Yeah. And there's a, a very fine line between the two because you as a mentor, as you talk about in the military, if someone's questioning your direction or your command in, in that direction, mm-hmm. rather than like, hey, Mo, I understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Can you just explain to me like why we're doing this? Mm-hmm. Is different than what the hell? What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I don't want to do that because so-and-so isn't doing that. Yeah. I've never done this before mm-hmm. or... It, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. Don't come at me like that, yeah. right? It should be that type of relationship. Ask ask questions. Okay, you want to go down carbs? Why are we doing this? Mm. Well, I think we could lose a few more pounds. It's going to help your gymnastics. And I think that you're not even going to miss 15 carbs in an entire day. Mm. I, I bet you $100. Yeah. I bet you $100 that I prepped all your food and made it all and didn't tell you the numbers and you would not be able to know <laughs> which you, one had 15 and, and you're which still, one did. You're still going to eat it because you're, you're hungry. But I mean, you're not going to know a minus 15 through an entire days of food. It's mm-hmm. just impossible. I think that two things. I think that one, the reason that high carbs are so popular is because what? I'm listening. This is going to be good. Well, two things. One, hormones. And oh, I think because people are worried about that. And two, I think, um, I think what has taken from food restriction and the awareness on that has gone to an extreme. So it's like people were restricting and carbs are bad, whatever. And then people were trying to prove so much that carbs were like good for you that I feel like it just the got pendulum t- kind of swung. Yeah, I just feel like it got taken to an extreme, like. Okay. It doesn't have to, you don't, just because you're eating carbs doesn't mean that it has to be like 600 carbs for you're eating loaves of bread. For an sitting. I totally, I think that everybody is different, but they and, are, yeah. and some people might be able to eat 400 carbs, but for the majority, if you're just like starting somebody out on that, I don't know if that's really the smartest decision, but at the same time, I don't really know what I'm talking about because. Oh, you're I'm not certified. Really, yeah. No, but I just don't. I haven't done enough like research and like known that I don't have data to prove. But like but you you've do. been on the the uh, the mentee side of that. Yeah, where, and I've done yeah. it myself. Like I did a, a cut by myself at first, like just messing around with it to see. If, but he's done and has data for people, and I don't feel confident, I guess, in myself to know enough to talk about. Here's the thing: she, I hate that freaking word cut there's no such thing as a cut i'm not cutting your weight people and this is another thing the guy i worked with he would go on this cut i was never aesthetics but one of the people here that used to work with him they they put them on a cut and was this person competing yeah like what this crossfit CrossFit? yeah 
put them on a cut and you wonder why that you're not, you're now underperforming. Yeah, we're losing yeah, cause weight. Yeah, because you're losing you're losing energy. There's not there's no such thing as a cut, dude. Like, I'm literally trying to find your the lowest amount of food you need to require to get the highest performance. That's mm-hmm. it. The balance. Yeah, but some people are bulking. That's why it's called a cut. Like instead of well, but in CrossFit, there's cutting, no weight classes. No, you know? but like you're just cutting weight off. Like you're instead of being at a maintenance, what, what, you're what, going below. You're in a caloric deficit. But yeah, I think what you but, what is what you're talking about when they're saying cut. Like we're just gonna you're going from this many grams to this many. You're she just losing said grams. a caloric deficit. I yeah, would, that's okay if you're doing like figure or something, but not if you're competing. Figure is definitely at a yeah. caloric deficit. Crossfitters can't be no. and operate and get the same performance out of caloric You'll deficit. You'll burn out. Here's what I do know with my data is that we, we don't have to do this dramatic cut. What we can do is we're going to find out the exact balance for you. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's 165 carbs and 90 fat and 142 or 145 protein. That, that same body type, that same exact body type with a different person, they may require 205 carbs, 85 fats, mm-hmm. and 150 protein. They're the same type of bodies. They weigh the same, two different people, and they're both doing the same amount of volume per week. But here's what I do know is that this person, we've tried that. And I've, I've Just didn't work the, for them. Through yeah. the notes, hey, we're, our numbers are dropping off. We picked it up. This is now what we're at. We're getting really good performance. Mm-hmm. Their body fat's down. Their performance is all-time high. They're PRing, PRing all their lifts. There's no fatigue. The recovery is great. Everything's mm-hmm. going good. The person here- Your body's happy. Yeah, the person at 165, same damn thing. Performance is high, PR and everything. Their, their bodies look great. They feel confident about themselves, and they're doing awesome inside the gym. So what we see here is that I hate this word cut. I never cut anybody down, ever. I would never put it in a caloric deficit to cut. And in all actuality, why I hate that is because when I pull someone's carbs down, okay, so if Jenna's operating at 2,000 2000 calories is what she's at, whatever her macros equal out to is Mm -hmm. 2,000, okay? And let's say she's at 250 carb, okay? Here, I'm giving stuff, stupid stuff away, but 250 carbs, and I got her at 75 fat, okay? I want to get Jenna, I want to try to get some of the, the fluff off that she has. And it's nothing bad, okay? Because her body fat is a lot less than most. But I want to take, I want to bring her carbohydrates down, okay? I'm going to bring them down first two weeks. I say I'm dropping them 10 or 15, whichever the side. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do it again. As long as everything, when we check in in two weeks, if all of our markers are great, we're still performing well, we're going to drop it down it. again. Yeah. But what I do is when I bring those down, the fat comes up. Mm-hmm. It's a balance. But why does the fat come up? Because calorically, she's performing perfect at this caloric level. It's the only time I measure calories. Mm-hmm. She's performing well at 2,000, okay? So what do I need to well, bring I don't up? Need to, yeah. I don't need to knock her down to 1,800 to do this. No. I'm going to pull her carbs down, offset the yeah. calories with the fat by upping them five, okay? And keep her body Her calories happy. are the same, yeah. or maybe she's at, her caloric deficit now is 20. Mm-hmm. She's eating 20 less calories a day. That's nothing. 140 a week, 280 every two, and we're looking at, you know, what is that? Four, 560 in a month is what she's doing. And what I see is 
I'm not in this for the two-week game. I'm not in this for the one-month game. <laughs> I'm in this for the three-month game. So if I take three months, we go negative 560 carbs or 560 calories over a three-month period. Now she's in the 15, 16, 17, almost 1,700 that we've eaten less, but her performance has stayed, the, the volume stayed the same. She's going to gradually lose that weight. I'm never putting her in a deficit to where she's going to come in and underperform because now, guess what? Our meaning is going to be like, she's pissed at me now for she's underperforming. Hungry, you know, and she's, she's under, hungry. She's hungry. I'm yeah. always hungry. I'm always underperforming. I'm so sick of this, but I have abs. Congratulations <laughs> on your abs. But you know what? She got it in a month because I put her in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. She got it in six weeks, but let's do this over a three-month period, and let's pull that down gradually so we can keep her performance all time, time high because – if in a three-month period, if I can get three great months of training and I can keep her, uh, I can set her nutrition to X and she performs great for three months and we still get the same result and it took double the time, she's going to be a lot happier than getting the results, cutting in, in six weeks and, yeah. and getting only six weeks of solid training in. Because now, guess what? If she only gets six weeks of solid training in and she can't hit all of her lifts, she can't really make it through the additional work without giving it her all. She's only attacking her extra work at 70% and not 90% or 85%. In addition to that physical toll. Her fitness goes down. But that physical toll, in addition to now the mental piece, comes in too because now she's She's less satisfied. She's pissed. She's less satisfied. And she has every right to be pissed. And that's when I get sick of these people who... Oh, I'm now certified with so-and-so. Congratulations, but what the hell do you know? Well, but just like, and you've heard us talk numerous times on the show oh, before, and and, I, and most of you probably heard this in life, just because you have a certification doesn't make you, you know, a subject matter expert thing. You, you have to go and gain the, all, all that is is just some sort of benchmark saying you met the minimum requirements to, it's an open to, book do, test, to, do, to do X. You know, it's, it's after that you have to develop that skill and nurture that and reinforce it with, you know, actual practical experience you know you have to go you know train athletes you have to go help develop diet plans you have to observe uh the patient (laughs) the athlete behavior you know you have to document you have to you know there's a that's just that the work hasn't even started yet once you get that license but people act like it has and they think they talk it's just like when you open a gym i can charge top dollar because i have a I have a gym and every other gym around me charges X. So this is what I should charge. You know, your gym sucks. You're not offering anything. You're all you're trying to do is you're trying to upsell. You're trying to undersell to upsell. You're selling all this PT of stuff. You should be teaching them in class. Now you're you're in the movements. You're teaching them are poor movement patterns because you get, you know what? I see them. I see them movement patterns. And now you're trying to sell something because you're now a CrossFit gym. No, dude, you got I don't think you should have to put your time in or anything like that, but be know this that don't think just because there's work involved you, though. You, yeah, you have to constantly per- perfect your craft, and the, the day you don't, the day you don't, people start seeing through it. And guess what? You're going to make all this money up front. Guess you're 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 that's awesome. You can you can win the front nine. I'm going to beat you on the back nine. <laughs> okay, uh, that's what it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just interesting. You, know, you, you, you can't. You, this is a it's a long game. It is, dude. You know, you, I've been in unfortunate situations where I've seen CrossFit gyms close where owners had that uh, nearsighted vision where they were trying to get money and um, didn't look at the longevity of it, you know, um, and just in the end, you're affecting people's lives because I've said it before on the show, 
one of the most devastating things you can see happen to someone who is a practitioner of CrossFit is to watch their gym close and them have to reestablish their family or their tribe. And like, I've been blessed to never have that happen to me, but I've seen it happen and it's, it's not cool. No. What's your thoughts? You got anything? Cool. Performing at a higher, at the highest level is a goal. Um, not overeating to perform at the higher, highest level. Oh, what the, hold on. You must have been squeezing one out when you wrote this one. No. It was <laughs> <clears throat> Performing at a higher level is a goal. Not overeating to perform at the high level over time is a, is a goal. Right. So. So overeating to perform at a high level over a time is not the goal. The goal, ultimate goal is if your performance is to perform at the highest level, no matter what, no matter what the number of carbohydrates you eat, no matter whatever your food sources are, mm -hmm. right, it's at the highest level. So yes, you can for any given period. Yeah, you can you can meet your carbohydrates with rice. You can meet it with other ingredients. Uh, you can do it with flour. You can do it with all this other stuff. But I'm looking for I'm if we're going to invest into this, okay? You're investing money into this. You're investing the time of meeting every two weeks. You're investing the time of the food prep. You're investing time for this and investing time for that. All the time in the gym, okay? You're telling me that you're going to put the the lowest quality food inside your your system just to meet that, your numbers just to meet your numbers and you say well it fits so i'm <laughs> going to eat it well if it fits what, i'll what, eat was, it was that fedex if it, if it fits it ships that's a <laughs> that's exactly where some of these things did it and don't get me wrong enjoy your food i think you should enjoy life at the same time though if we have if, to, if you want to if you want to achieve these goals there's sacrifices to be made if you're bloated and you don't have sustainable energy over a broad time and you're, you're constantly hungry because you don't feel have a full sensation and you're eating a lot of rice, get rid of the rice. It's that simple. Like, I have not had anybody on rice yet that hasn't been bloated in their stomach from it. I really haven't. They try couscous. They go to potatoes. Some people don't like potatoes every single time. And I tell them, look, I look. you can figure your carbs out. Here's what I'm on. I give them the knowledge. Potatoes are the, the best, in my opinion, from sweet potato to gourmet, yellow, fingerling, whatever, all the way down. I understand if you get tired of that, you got to find a substitute that works for you. But if you eat rice, we already know that it makes you bloated. You're retaining more water. You don't like that puffy look. So we can't have rice, okay? You just can't have it. And your energy levels are falling off, okay? But if you eat potatoes and you eat the, the, the same quantity as carbohydrates and potatoes, now you have sustainable energy and you're not bloated. So I don't know what you want. Like, figure out a different recipe for potatoes. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, but if they Cauliflower, or was it uh, rice cauliflower? <laughs> right, but then your carbs are zero. Yeah, uh, yeah right? I'm just saying, yeah. But that, that's my point is like- Do something. If, if our if Everybody's our body reacts differently to food and just finding that delicate balance and, and doing the work- to find the balance. You can't just say I'm, I'm giving up because rice makes me bloated. No, if, if your ultimate goal is performance and you're finding something that is not giving you the ultimate performance, meaning you don't have sustainable energy and you're bloated and you're retaining water, we got to get rid of that. It's just that simple because if your true goal is performance, as much as it may suck, figure it out. Like I can't figure out how to make the potatoes. I'm not going to go home and cook the potatoes for you. Like 
you figure out a different recipe, how you can incorporate those. If you get the best out of it, then that's what we need to do. We can't do this flour-based, rice-based meal. If it's going to make you bloated all the time. Or if it's going to make us not have enough energy. I mean, that's just the way it is. In my opinion, that's, once again, I'm no professional at this, but over two years of data and all these meetings, I've seen the difference between people eating rice and people who don't eat rice. I see the difference. I see the difference in their numbers. I see the difference in their pictures. I see the difference on how they feel and how they perform, Mm -hmm. period. But just shedding, uh, I mean, I think the overall thing here is just shedding a few pounds can have a huge impact at when you're trying to achieve that high performance. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yes. And it's hard to lose weight if we're eating too many carbohydrates mm-hmm. and your fat's skewed, right? I mean, it's just, Jenna touched on hormones earlier. Fat regulates your hormones. A lot of times I see women, they're not on a lot of fat. Actually, I was just talking to a girl uh, I do nutrition for, and fat was at 55, and, or no, 50, 50 fats, 170-pound athlete. Not that weight matters, but does a lot of work. The, her markers came back with, I forget, there was a marker that was off in her hormones, and she didn't know why. And I'm going to guarantee it's because her fat's so freaking low. Hormones help regulate, or fat helps regulate that and brings them to normal operation, operating levels. Women are always an influx. They're the most water-retaining, hormone influxion. Uh, like, I, I feel bad for them because they could, the day before we're supposed to, they take their pictures, they can look great. The day they take their pictures, they're puffy, fluffy, and bloated, and they're like, what the hell? I've not changed anything in the last 12 hours. The only thing I did was go to bed last night. And my, <laughs> right? and my body has betrayed me. Yes. Yeah. I've treated you so great. <laughs> and all I need is a good damn picture. And now I'm pissed. And this is what you do to and me. And this is what you do to me. And I'll get him and be like, where's your pictures? Oh, I just was, I was like, okay, totally understand. Yeah. The next time that you, the next time that you. Next that, picture day. Next time that, that, when you look in the mirror, you're like, okay, this is normal. Take the pictures. Mm. Give me the comparison then. It, it, usually two to three days, they're back to normal. Everything's back to normal. And, they're, and they've not flipped their script because they're like, I'm up three pounds. I didn't do anything. I've hit all my numbers. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. My recovery is great. And then next thing you know, they gain three pounds. And it's like. Just by going to bed. By going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, I Well, I made a post, but it's supposed to be scheduled for tomorrow to come out. But uh, like oh, something else. on the Instagram page I run? Yeah. The one of the things that like drives me nuts is when people say it's just food. Like, yes, it is just food in the grand scheme of things, but it's way more than that. Like hormones, and it's not just like what you like. I feel like people use that as like you can eat what you want because it's just food. Like, you don't have to take it so seriously. But it is a serious thing when you get into stuff like that. Like, I probably four four years ago. I think it was, uh, I just like started to feel weird and, um, I, my diet completely changed. I, um, lost like a lot of weight. I probably wasn't eating enough. Um, I wasn't eating any fat except for maybe an eggs in the morning. Um, and my carbs were potatoes and asparagus. That was pretty much all I was eating and, uh, chicken. Um, mainly because I didn't have a lot of money at the time. 
but uh, yeah, I started that can to feel get in the weird. Way sometimes I started yeah. to feel weird, and then um, I went to the doctor and I like told her some of my symptoms, and she was like, "That kind of sounds like." PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. And I was like, well, I don't have that. And I've never had that. How could you know you don't have that? Well, because you have other (laughs) symptoms of that, like really period cramps, like horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't have that. But she. I'm sorry, guys. I know all this stuff because that was my profession in the military. So if that sounded weird. That's why it's sounded weird. <laughs> he knows, he <laughs> knows all about periods. I got a secret life finish. y'all don't know about. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I got my blood taken and I had high free testosterone. Mm-hmm. And like to this that you don't ever really get rid of those symptoms totally. But like I know people that have done food restriction or they've restricted food or whatever. And they were really low calorie and they have gut health issues they have hyperthyroidism, um, hypothyroidism, like so many different things. And that is based off of food. So it's not just food. It is a bigger deal than like just food. Yeah. So, so your diet can have some uh, impact on especially conditions like PCOS. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to just summarize that. Don't have an ism by eating. <laughs> If you, throw, if you don't eat enough food, you get an ism. You get an ism. You I don't mean, want an ism. No ism. It's not even just that, like, so my little brother has Down syndrome and like a really big thing. Yeah, nutrition is Yeah, very, nutrition yeah. is huge for him. Not only are kids with Down syndrome a lot of times overweight, but well, even because kids, they have thyroid uh, issues. Kids that like Asperger's. You know, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people on that uh, autism spectrum uh, diet can really impact that stuff. Yeah, but like a high fat diet is good for them. So, I mean, food is more than just like food. It's a lot of things like I remember my mom didn't really know different, but um, he was eating like a waffle and syrup in the morning. And I was like, well, that's spiking a sugar. And mm-hmm. now that I know more about nutrition, I wouldn't have known that just like she doesn't know that. And she felt bad, but like his blood sugar would drop just like mine used to. And he, he would feel just, weird and yeah. he just didn't want to do anything literally because he had no energy. And so she started giving him eggs and toast. And now he like, you know, participates in, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of went off on a tangent, but no, you're, you're, you know what? You're totally right. I think it drives me nuts too, is I didn't even put it in the list, but if it, if it fits, you can eat it. And it, it's something that just drives me nuts. Sh- syrup will fit into your macros. Okay, it's just going to be higher in the carbohydrate, right? But it's going to fit. But here's the thing: is if if I'm eating 80 grams of carbohydrates through sugar, mm-hmm. okay, which is very easy with syrup, okay, or I'm getting quality food through, even though toast isn't the best, but for him it is so much better than what he was eating. Yeah, than a pop the egg, yeah. the egg with fat and the yolk, like that was what was really helping him. Absolutely, for your freaking brain function, mm-hmm. like. So I think that's what that's what I get annoyed by is I I have a few people who used to work with someone and that was their method. Well, if it fits, you can have it. So I can have a pack of gummy bears and it's only 42 carbohydrates, but it fits. I'm going to eat 42 less carbs. That means I'm eating roughly 140 grams <laughs> less of potatoes in a serving to get the same equated we talk about energy source. No, and that might be true, but in the end, at the end of the day, like you're kidding yourself. You know, garbage in, garbage out. Here's the thing, though. I'm paying you. I trust you. And oh, and someone's letting you do that. And someone's letting you do it. Oh, Levana's hiding. Look at her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but that's the thing is, if you do that, 
look at the difference in a, a child mm-hmm. with the small change of, and his isn't even like focused. When you get someone you do macronutrients with and you focus that laser beam and it's a, it's wide and then you keep getting it more narrow, more narrow. We already know. You start eliminating variables. But not only that, but you get super focused on a laser beam instead of it just hitting and reflecting. Now it's penetrating, putting the hole through stuff because it's so focused and pinpoint. There's so much more power in that laser beam. It just takes time to get there. And it's when people try to go from a broad focus to a very narrow focus in a short period of time, you get those underperforming athletes who get frustrated and will come off the nutrition because now it's not working. Because you're right, it isn't working because I got you in a deficit. Mm -hmm. So over my time, over my documents that I have with all these people, I make adjustments no different than my programming. I'm taking the information I received or a very, very vast amount of people. And I'm starting to see these patterns. I'm doing this, the comparisons. I'm like, you know what? You're right. No one is the same. When I start people on, <laughs> when I put people on nutrition, okay, a lot of people do this, the body weight, body height, and they give them uh, nutrition. I'm but, not even going to, I'm not even going to talk under, about but, that shit because but, but understand we'll this, be here for another but hour. But that's how it's in, that's how it is in the books. Yeah. Body weight uh, and height, height yeah. they give you macronutrients and I'm, I'm totally, I don't even do that. I do mine a specific way and divide it and I have very high success no matter, and I don't even use that formula. I don't even have a formula. I use what I've gained over trial and error because guess what? I'm not going to underfeed you to die yeah. and I'm not going to give you so much food where you're going to get fat. You wreck your metabolism. I'm not doing that. Yeah. It, it's, it's not rocket science and these nutrition coaches are trying to make it sound like it's rocket science. When you're a dietitian and you're doing things where your di- diabetes and you have all these diseases and you can't, you have these specific things, cumin, you're on cumin, you have diabetes, you got all this. Now, when you have a dietitian, they know like, uh, not this, this or that. Mm-hmm. They have to eat. They're, that's what they're great at. Mm-hmm. But a dietitian to be a nutrition coach isn't always like, you don't need that super, super involved complex thing. I promise you, you don't. You have to find out what works for that person and it's not rocket science. It's Carbs, fats, proteins, find what the balance is to work for them for that person, to get them yeah. the highest performance and being the lightest they can actually be in functioning. That all sounds pretty simple. It is simple. It is simple. <laughs> it's just like a snatch. You know, there's only three pools, but everybody, but when someone does a snatch, there's eight pools. <laughs> like, like today, Levana was doing a snatch today, like a damn transformer, and she's had new pools I had never even seen before. She had the fifth pool? It was like eight. It was like... <laughs> And then she decided, like, in the middle of it to do something, like, dance. No, she just closes her eyes. <laughs> she closes them and looks at them. It is. It's, it's unique. So. All right. So, pretty solid episode. Guys, thanks for letting me go off a tangent. I obviously have issues. <laughs> I need to talk to someone. More than one. Either that or go play yeah. some PUBG. It's, yeah. All right, guys. Solid episode. Uh, that brings this week's episode to close. I'm mowing out. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. Meg Mayhem. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's try that again. Abort, abort. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. I'm a.
<laughs> I'm a, I'll All cut right. that part out and send it to Meg. Okay, let's wait. Hold on. Wait, wait. That should be on the outtakes. No. <laughs> All right. One more time.